Coming up on today's show, influencer Gracie Piscopo's baby daddy charged over the alleged murder of his own mother. Beck Judd slammed for charging a monthly subscription fee for exclusive Instagram content. Michaela Testa offers up $30,000 to see ex-partner Addis Paul's shared location again. And M Davies hits out at Valley Girl. Hello and welcome to Outspoken. It's your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Amy Torbert and I'm so excited because tonight I'm putting up my Christmas lights. You're not doing that the day before your engagement (laughs) party, are you? Well, of course I am because I want everyone to see them. Oh my God. Amy's sitting here before we started recording stressing like, I've got so much to do and I'm like, please don't do things that aren't necessary. Look, when you see them on Saturday, it's going to look amazing. I have a bone to pick, though, with the stores that are selling Christmas lights at the moment. I want gold lights. They're labeled as warm white. I went and I got some lights. They're friggin' white. They are not gold. Uh, I, I don't like them as well. Gold should be just gold. White should be white. Why is that so difficult? I know. Well, I'm Kate Torber, and I was feeling a strange sense of pride and shock on the weekend when my partner pulled out the worm on the dance floor for his (laughs) brother's birthday party. We need to give context because this was a dancer's birthday party. So there was a lot of amazing dancers on the dance floor. And the song that was playing was Pony. So it was a bit of a stripper move, I feel like. Yeah, so Reese's brother, Ryan, as you said, is a professional dancer. His friend Ricky was also there that's a professional dancer. And they were getting ready to have a bit of a dance off. However, Reese ran in and just shocked everyone by doing the worm. I feel like we need to almost share the video on our Insta story. Is this going to be an indication of what your wedding dance is going to be yeah. like oh my god it was put a bit of pressure on me <laughs> i was thinking about that have you guys started planning a special dance yes we have got the song picked out but we haven't actually started doing any rehearsals or anything i oh, think just we're a gonna... few weeks out do just... we get a sneak peek of what the song is or is oh well, let's just keep it under wraps for now All right. <laughs> well i'm sophie Tolbert, and i felt like i went on a very nostalgic trip down memory lane because i came across this meme and it was of a toy called a sky dancer so it's one of those toys you pull the lever and this little doll sort of spins oh, in the air when you say lever one. it's a string a string yeah I love them. Yeah. And I put a call out to Instagram asking listeners what their favorite 90s toys were. And I'd forgotten so many. So one of my favorites that I'd forgotten about is Tipsy Tail. Do you remember yeah. that? And you pulled the ponytail through. Yeah. And uh, then there was Katie Kiss, which well, was your I got toy. Katie, you got Tipsy Tail for our sixth birthday and I got Katie Kiss. And, and I, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that I really want to bring back is a Tamagotchi. I mean, I don't have enough things to look after, but Tamagotchis, you can buy them at the moment. Okay, I've got to get one. And what about the Digimons as well? And the Polly Pocket. Oh, yeah, what I about, love those. Do you remember they had that Pikachu? It was a bit like a Tamagotchi, oh, except it had Pokies. Thing. Yeah, that was and really you, bad. And you had to walk in order to get coins. So there was this incentive to exercise, but it was only to gamble. You could also just shake it, and get, yeah. which is what I used to do. <laughs> I saw on Etsy, they're selling a lot of these old games and someone's trying to sell the Furby for a couple of hundred dollars. Oh. I, I got a Furby off Facebook Marketplace and flipped it and sold Sold it for a lot. Really? They are in high demand. I remember they were so expensive when they first came out and I thought it was so cool because our cousin had her 21st and she got given a Furby. So people want to know what they get um, when they subscribe to me. I think it's all so new. Like I've literally just um, enabled it today. Uh, I just saw it come up on my Instagram that I was el- eligible. Beck Jard has put herself forward as a guinea pig for Instagram's latest feature. In a bid to compete with OnlyFans and Sunroom, Instagram is rolling out a subscription-based program for its top creators. 
Kate, how has this decision gone for Beck? Well, not great. People have labelled it as a cash grab and said that she's out of touch. And a lot of the commentary seemed to centre around the fact that Beck already earns a lot of money through paid partnerships. So why does she need more money? Now, there's a lot to unpack there. But why I think that she pissed off so many people is that she launched the subscriptions with a story asking followers to tell her what they wanted to receive as a paid subscriber. I don't think that was very smart. Yeah, but Kate, we've got to remember she is huge on Instagram. Yes, she might not be sharing about her life in the way that other influencers do by giving them an all access pass, but I think that people are going to be very interested in that, even if she doesn't know exactly what she's giving people. But the thing is, though, Sophie, a lot of people are interested in following along with people's lives when it's for free and they're not having to actually shell out their hard-earned cash for it. Beck is charging $4.49 a month to see her exclusive content, and she hasn't even got a strategy or a plan behind what she's giving out before people pay for it. I found it quite interesting because there are some other influencers who are also offering this subscription, but they haven't seemed to have got as much heat as Beck. And I think the reason reason is there are influencers out there and there are question marks over sort of why people follow them because a lot of people have said well I'm happy to subscribe to something where I'm actually getting something back so whether that might be for example a podcast you might get extra content or whether it's a motivational speaker and they give you tips or a a videographer or videographer that you learn step by step but I think the question mark is what is the content that Beck is offering up for this $4.49 a month well going back to the price Kate I didn't think that $4.49 was a huge amount to pay for a subscription. However, once you do have to start paying for all of the people that you enjoy following on Instagram, it becomes very costly. See, I thought $4.49 was ridiculous for a subscription to Beck Judd. Think about how much Amazon costs. That's $6. Amazon Prime, $6 a month. So you're paying a dollar less to get Beck Judd's content than you are for a streaming platform <laughs> that's got, you know... It depends. It depends what she's actually offering well let's get into that because on sunday she didn't know and she put up a box asking her followers to give her some ideas she's obviously developed the idea a little bit more because when you click on her subscribe button she's now come up with a reel and i don't think the reel really helped because it was just her taking selfies and her posing at photo shoots and pouting and there was a little bit of better there was a little bit of chris judd in there and her kids And in the caption, she said that subscribers will be taken behind the scenes of her newest design projects and social events, as well as get exclusive offers from her partners. She also said it will be an open channel for more communication between me and my most dedicated followers. She ended up saying, this is all new to me. So let's see how this goes. Now, the whole communication thing interested me because for me, I don't really find Beck Judd someone that is really interactive on her social media accounts. There's people like Flex Mommy who has already started making money off Instagram by setting up a close friends account where people pay to be on her close friends list. And Amy, as you were saying, there were some influencers that have already started monetizing Instagram in this way that subscribers pay for their content. However, they haven't received backlash. And I do think it has a lot to do with the fact that Beck Judd does push a lot of sponsored posts and a lot of content that's probably not very reachable. It's very uh, aesthetic and aspirational, but it's not very down to earth. And I think that Beck's suddenly saying, oh, well, now that I'm getting a bit of money, I'm happy to take you behind the scenes of what I'm doing. We've got to remember, she's an entrepreneur. She's also a speech pathologist. Everyone's acting like she's this dumb, stereotypical influencer. She's 
a 40 year old woman who has a lot of experience in the industry and I think you're sort of downplaying but not, what she's all about I just think it, I think I think videos. a lot of people yes, think it's a bit ha- rich to be like yeah. actually I'm gonna start offering content about my life but Sophie I'm not saying that Beck Judd isn't intelligent and she hasn't been a speech pathologist in her life but what would have been an intelligent social media strategy was coming up what what you were going to be offering your followers before you started saying oh well pay me five dollars and I'll come up with it as I go I yeah. mean she is trialing the tech though to be honest like she's one of the first people in Australia but she chose to I mean yes it's pretty brave because she's copped a lot of negative feedback another influencer who has done the same is Sophie Guidelin and she is a fitness influencer who is actually charging $7.49 a month well how come she's not copying it well she she is she is copying it because what she's done is she's put her wedding photos behind a paywall because she eloped a couple of weeks back and she hasn't actually shared any of the photos with her followers and she came out and said the reason for this is because when she got engaged on her European trip she found out that she was papped and she found that was a real invasion of her privacy so she started to think differently about how she shares content but then a lot of people are like oh well you're happy to put it behind a paywall I don't see but anything wrong with that what's it any different from celebrities selling their wedding photos to magazines well that's exactly think, what Sophia yeah, said I think that we all assume that we're all owed everything for free I think but but hang on but Sophie influencers don't put that content up for free we talk a lot about how influencers monetize their life events so they might think well i'm not getting paid x amount for it but they are because they get more followers and the more followers they have the higher advertising dollars they can charge because the whole the whole thing about instagram it is based on eyeballs you attract you attract the eyeballs and you attract but you can see the path that they're trying to go down a lot of influencers would say well i want to do a subscription base so then i don't actually have to be spruiking protein but that's why i think people are pissed off with beck judd because she's like oh and i'll offer you new um, I'll offer you partnership deals. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but hang on, that's an ad within... See, with, like, with- I actually think this subscriptions feature could be good in a sense that we're going to get the best from influencers because I definitely am sick of seeing a lot of ads. I know that it comes with the deal of getting you know access to people's lives, but this is probably content when we're not going to see a whole but lot we of have to pay for it. I'm, I'm, I'm for not it. sitting there and being like, the thing is, if I had to actually pay for people that I follow on Instagram's content, I don't even I can't even think of one that I probably no, would I'd pay probably for. pay for a few because I think a lot of journalists will be, will be paying for it because they're going to get access to all of these new stories. So it's going to be printed everywhere anyway. I'm I trying to if think. there's a feature where you can't screen record yeah. stuff too. Well, that's the thing because I really think it comes down to the term influencer because it's very loaded and at the moment there is a negative connotation with the word and most influencers want to be referred to as content creators and I do think that this is a perfect platform for genuine content creators who put Mm. time and effort into their craft and I think people are willing to pay for perceived effort but I don't think people are willing to pay for, oh, let me take you behind the scenes of my life because that's the content we expect to get for free on Instagram. Mm. Well, with Sophie Gwydalyn, I could see her actually putting up some really good fitness content that people would want to follow. Well, like with her, thing. I go, yeah, I can see well, why you're charging. Thing. She's offering exclusive recipes and workouts, coaching, access to her launches, and also you know behind the scenes mm. photos, which is the most controversial part of it. But to me, that makes more sense because she basically said she used to have a closed Facebook group where she would put a lot of her coaching information, and now she's going to be offering that as a subscription on her platform. And, and Look, the reality is, 
if you don't want to subscribe to Beck Judd, don't subscribe. The thing is, I genuinely enjoy following Beck Judd. She's one of the first people that I followed on Instagram, and I think she does face a lot of unfair criticism as a female entrepreneur. Okay, Sophie, but put your money where your mouth is. Would you pay $4.49 a month mm. to subscribe to her channel? This is the same person who did sign up for the Sunny app, so she might. Because oh. <laughs> no, I, I probably <laughs> wouldn't pay it at this stage, but if I start hearing in the media that she's dropping some absolute bombs if on there, I might. she's putting up videos like Nadia Bartel came up plates. Who is going to be able to afford to subscribe to all their favorite influencers because the cost of living is so expensive interest rates are going up like i just don't understand how this is feasible at all i am interested to see how instagram users do embrace this subscription because it has the potential to change influencing and also instagram as we know it well that's the thing as i said earlier instagram has always been a place where you trade eyeballs for advertising dollars. And now the whole model is turning on its head where influencers are going to be having to attract their own followers who are directly paying them. And how do you operate like that? Because they're still going to be having to do their typical ads on their public channel. Mm. So are we just going to see Instagram turn into ads? All the ads are on the free channel Mm, and then all the stuff we actually want to watch, we have to pay for now. I'm interested to see how much instagram is getting as a percentage for this because Mm. like OnlyFans, i think OnlyFans takes is it five percent or something along those lines so it does seem like a move from instagram to actually try and recoup some of the money that's being spent because obviously influencers they take the full cut of Mm. advertisers spend and instagram's not getting any of it yeah that's a really good point I do wonder if this could be the death of Instagram or maybe a revolution because it's quite clear that they can't continue on the way that they are. TikTok has taken a lot of their users away. And I mean, I do I do wonder how this will affect platforms like OnlyFans and Sunroom. I actually think it could actually help Instagram because although we're talking about oh, well, how much free content are they going to put out, I think as an influencer – As you said, people are only going to have a certain amount of money to spend on their favorite influencers. So you're actually going to have to be putting out pretty like quality content for free for people to go, oh, wow, I actually want to buy your content. Because if you're just putting out ads, why is anyone going to say, well, oh, I, I want to pay to I see your... I think that's why people are so in, up in arms about Beck Judd charging yeah. for content because I think the quality recently hasn't been there with her organic yeah, content. And, any, and anyone who follows Gary Vee will know, the whole marketing, it's meant to be give, 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 then ask for something. You don't just ask, ask, ask. She's been on there for 10 years. Yes, but, yeah, I don't but, think, where, but, but she's not giving, giving, giving content. She takes, takes, takes with by putting up heaps of ads all the time. <laughs> but she's also someone who maybe now where she's actually getting paid for it, she might invest some time but in But that's it. the thing. I don't think, I think it was a spare of the moment decision to put up the subscription. Yeah, come pay me. I'll get some extra cash. This is going to be a full-time job for influencers. Yeah. They're going to actually have to put effort into this because if you look at subscription, like you know what you get when you sign up to Netflix. You know what you get when you say you sign up to Mamma Mia Out Loud. They are, they give you two extra podcasts a week and you get access to all their content when you sign up to bet judd i have no idea what i'm getting she's still making up the formula hi everyone and welcome to my youtube channel got some deliveries from baby fashion um, i'm going to show you guys what i got and do a little bit of a try on haul the boyfriend and baby daddy of Perth influencer Gracie Piscopo has been charged over the alleged murder of his own mother amy this has shocked the internet It really has because Gracie has over 1 million Instagram followers and she does live a very picturesque life with her partner Andre online. So Gracie is followed by the likes of UK influencer royalty Molly May Haig, Saffron Barker, Grace Beverly and even Lottie Tomlinson. 
Is it wrong that I've actually never heard of her until this no, whole No, I situation? hadn't either. I suppose that's just Instagram for you. There are so many people that have a million followers and you're like, I could walk past you on the street and <laughs> not know. Well, her career took off in 2019 because she modeled for Khloe Kardashian's good American clothing brand. So I feel like this is the last thing followers would have expected that she would have been making headlines about. Now, Amy, what do we know about her boyfriend, Andre Rebello? Well, he's a 26-year-old self-proclaimed cryptocurrency dealer and he has been working as Gracie's manager. So he also shares a son with Gracie and it appears they have been dating since 2015. Wow, so for seven years. Yeah, so he is literally all over her YouTube channel. I went and had a little bit of a look. She's not as big on YouTube as she is on Instagram. I think some of her videos were getting around the 5,000 views. She had a really awkward one where it was... Uh, They were putting up their Christmas tree last year. That's been splashed all over the news. Talking about awkward, did you see what Influencer Updates AU Mm. shared? So there was a TikTok of Gracie dressed up as Tinkerbell at Halloween. And let's throw to Mm. the clip. Are you guilty or not guilty? Guilty? Don't you know you might have killed her? Tinkerbell? Holy fuck. I actually saw someone share that in tea time as well. Yeah. Well, it's very awkward. And I think we should get into what we know about the charges. So Andre has been charged with the murder of his mother, Colleen. She very sadly passed away in May 2020. And he's also been charged with a string of fraud charges, which are allegedly linked to his mother's death. Now, it's important to note he has denied the charges and he will be back in court on the 21st of December and possibly could receive bail. Mm. Well, I was listening to the press conference with the police detective who is in charge of this investigation and he dropped some interesting details so he said the investigation was a complex one which drew on a lot of resources he said it's taken two years to get it to this point and it's an example of how we will not stop until we thoroughly investigate and bring these things to a conclusion now this detective refused to answer any questions about how miss rebello died but he did confirm that a family member had made the triple zero call back in may 2020 now wa today are also reporting that the matter has been listed in the court filings as a domestic violence case. So at the time of Miss Rebello's death, there were tributes online from family and friends, and they expressed their complete shock at her sudden passing. One of the tributes read, beautiful, strong, morale, and devoted mother, while Miss Rebello's daughter, Monique, said the family were heartbroken in a post following her death on social media. She said, our beautiful mother suddenly and very unexpectedly passed away recently. This has turned our world upside down. She was the light of our whole family, a real angel that we will forever miss and cherish. What an awful situation for this family. Oh, it's absolutely horrific. And I did see a lot of people in Perth commenting that they had never heard about this murder, which I found mm. really interesting because, I mean, Adelaide is the murder capital of Australia. And when there is a murder particularly one involving high-profile people, mm. you would hear a lot about it. It was during a time when COVID was just all over the news. Yeah, but, so whether- yeah, but the, I mean, they would take a break to do a murder case. Do you reckon because it does involve high-profile people, maybe that's why there was a level of privacy around this because – particularly with someone who shares a lot on social media, maybe they didn't want things to jeopardise. Well, it's probably- I feel like that this comment, the tributes are very sudden and unexpected. Mm. It almost sounds like it, they were passing the death off as a bit of an accident. Yeah, or- that's what I think. Yeah. I think that initially it, no, that it wasn't thought that it was a murder yeah. to begin with. 
Now, since the news, understandably, Gracie has been absent from her social media. Legally, there's not much she's able to say. Interestingly, Andre used to be a main feature on her account, but he's been very absent the last year. I think partly she hasn't been posting as much, but I also think she may have wiped a lot of recent I'm photos I'm sure a lot of them. them might have been archived. Yeah. yeah. Well, her friend Sky Wheatley has spoken out. She did a Q&A and she was asked, what do you think oh about God. the case? And she said, I'm still out here telling people it's fake. I met him. He was so sweet and shy. Like, surely not. Sending my love to them. It's enough to go through something oh like God. that. But for it to be posted all over the internet, oh my God, it's actually sucked. Sorry, you feel bad for them. Sorry, fucking stay out of the lane, Look, Sky. Like, fucking shut up. I, I'm sorry, this poor family does not need any more with her speculating and saying, like, let's leave it up to the investigators to find out what's well, happened. We have, he hasn't pleaded yet. And I well. think we need to note that this case is going to be before the court soon and we probably will get drip-fed information about what's going on as it unfolds in court. However, you've got to remember that the media have to be careful not to give too much information that could sway a jury's opinion because you could be in contempt of court. And everybody, I'm pretty sure we we know that I will never be able to give a fuck about another man other than my ex-boyfriend. TikToker Michaela Tester has offered up a cash reward of $30,000 for her ex-boyfriend Addis Paul's iPhone share location. The former cryptocurrency king recently stopped sharing his location with the OnlyFans star once photos emerged of her with a new guy. So if I could do with a bit of cash injection, but before we get into that, who is this new guy? Well, his name is Andy the SK. I don't know if SK is some sort of Gen Z word or term at the moment anyway he is a tiktoker with over 4.6 million followers and he's known for producing videos where he goes basically somewhere like rundle mall and interviews randoms and a lot of the content is also prank videos it's all very staged i always get shocked when i see oh, people's content yeah. like this i'm like who is buying into this here's 20 dollars. i'm just giving this to you because out of an act of kindness no i'm giving yeah. it to you because i want to go off on tiktok exactly now michaela posted a photo in her feed of her and andy And in the photo, she's affectionately holding his chin and she captioned it with three stars. Now, under the photo, of course, followers started jumping to conclusions that they were an item. But this was until a comment appeared from Andy's girlfriend saying, not my boyfriend, with a melting face next to it. The girlfriend then proceeded to share on her own feed a photo of her with Andy and wrote, Michaela Tester snatching up other people's boyfriends now. Oh my God. Can you imagine finding this photo? Like, it would be so humiliating. I'm sorry, but I sort of think, why is the girlfriend not mad at the boyfriend? Come on, Sophie. Your reaction would be the exact Mm. same. It is internalized misogyny, but still, I would be like, who is this bitch? Even Mm. though it's my boyfriend's fault. Look, I have a theory about Michaela Tester. I think this breakup with Addis Paul is a complete publicity stunt. You see it all the time in the US, all these hype houses, they have these stage relationships. This breakup to me seems fake. So, so hang on, and so I think this guy and this girl are in on it and they're trying to create So hang on, are you saying that they weren't in a real relationship no, or are you saying the breakup were, is not I real? I think they're in a real relationship because every time they do anything, they get more followers. And now this guy, oh, he happens to have 4.2 million followers on TikTok and I've just put a Look, photo Look, I think it him. makes more sense to make someone jealous by infiltrating no. their relationship and Even forming a fake one. I, I don't think that Addis and Michaela breakup is fake. I think there is some validity to what you're saying, Amy. Now, getting back to this photo with Andy, Michaela was copying a lot of heat. So she put up a TikTok video explaining that she had no idea that Andy had a girlfriend. Here's what she said. 
I just want to disclaim, I had no idea that this, this man had a girlfriend. Number one, he didn't tell me. Number two, they don't follow each other. Number three, there's no photos on his social media. Number four, it was just friendly anyway. Now, this is where things got really interesting because in this video, Michaela said that the biggest reason why people shouldn't jump to conclusions about her and Andy is because everyone knows her heart is completely consumed by her ex-boyfriend, Addis Paul. Here's what she said. Everybody, I'm pretty sure we, we know that I will never be able to give a fuck about another man other than my ex-boyfriend. Like, I will never genuinely ever care about another man ever. Like, my heart's completely occupied by my ex-boyfriend forever. So, like, come on. Also, he stopped sharing his location with me when I posted that video. Um, If this, like, a new girl or boy, I don't know, um, is talking to him and has his location, I will pay $30,000 for it. See what I mean? No one would genuinely post this sort of stuff because why would you want your ex knowing all of this information like well, she's trying to get him back i think that's just her personality though she's kind of all over the place and a bit erratic but really i think that's just her trying to get him back and i also think that has anyone noticed that there's been this shift in the way people view Addis Paul? Like even, yes. I, I think that he is now this lovable sweetheart and I think it's got to mm. do with the breakup. People are like, oh, like for some reason, you look at people differently when they're in a relationship compared to when they're single. This whole issue of paying for a location setting, it reminds me of a video, Kate, you sent me from the Tommy and Carrie show. Yeah. And they were talking about, is it okay to have your partner on the shared location i think it's weird and i'm sorry amy i know that you and dale share location but i just find it a bit controlling yeah. like we what if i want to go buy a surprise a, we did it kind of as a joke like because dale wasn't using snapchat and when he was in sydney i liked seeing where he was on the map so that was the only reason we don't have it as a controlling well you thing could turn it off now if you want yeah, yeah, we could, off. but we could but you know what sometimes it's nice because it can be like oh dale's gone to the shop i know where he is i know he's safe or like when he went on his trip for work i could see where he was going Not on excuses here yeah but also on the carrie and tommy show the there were other rules so this woman had to have her husband well they had to share their location mm. and then they also had to have all their passwords for their phone social media accounts like to me how are you meant to build trust with someone if they can't do anything that you're unaware of? I, I think that does sound a bit controlling. But for example, does everyone's partners know their passcode on their phone? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's not really trust there because you clearly don't trust the person if you have to have access to everything. I think the rule that was fucked was that they weren't allowed to have any friends of the opposite gender. I yeah. think oh, that's yeah. a bit far. Yeah. Now, getting back to Michaela and Addis. This revelation of the sharing of the location is quite big because everyone was speculating when Addis and Michaela broke up that it was odd that Michaela kept popping up in the same location. <laughs> so she traveled to Europe and then she kept sort of trailing him and being in the same locations he was just in. So it kind of adds more fuel to the fire yeah, about but, that. But the thing is, how private is his location? He daily vlogs on TikTok. Like That's it's true. not hard to see where he is. I do agree with you, Amy. I am now on the side of I think this is a publicity Definitely. stunt because with Michaela throwing out more little nuggets about the breakup, about the location setting, it all adds fuel to the fire that they're still talking and all this sort of stuff. And it makes their teenage followers ship their relationship more and romanticize what they used to have. And can you imagine they'll finally get back together? Can you imagine oh, be huge. the interactions on that post? Well, Michaela's already got 2.2 million followers. I reckon before the breakup, she had about a million followers. It's probably been good for her brand and his brand for them to be single. Addis has been able 
able to have this huge move away from this cryptocurrency dickhead. As and you said, he's now a sweetheart. All these girls probably like him. They want to date him, get I to Anna. the only people that are ever involved in their love lives are other people on TikTok with millions of followers <laughs> yeah, but that's that can who then they, follow them. But to and, be fair, that's who they would circulate with. I do want to point out, though, do you think if a male offered $30,000 for a female's iPhone share location, the reaction would be a little oh, bit different? It would be completely different. He would be called possessive and controlling. I feel like there'd be so many think pieces about what an invasion of privacy and that it was abusive. Yeah, I'm sure Michaela is being called a bit of a psycho, a crazy ex-girlfriend, mm. though, for wanting that information. The thing is, can you actually sh- – like, if – if you've got Dale's yeah. information, can then you share it with me? I don't, I even don't think that was possible. Know. Maybe she just buy their whole SIM card or something. Just buy your phone. But I'll give her my phone. Is he sharing his location too? Unless he's on Snapchat or something on Snap Maps. No, it sounds like an iPhone sort of situation. I wonder if he has responded to her over this. I'm sure they're talking. Well, followers are joking that they were they were going to put air tags on his car to keep her posted. It would be goes. quite easy with Anna's car being that whole whiteboard situation. Yeah. <laughs> This is my dress. I designed this. I designed the print. It took us 12 months to develop because it was the first print that we ever did. And this is what Valley Girl have done. Influencer M Davies has hit out Valley Girl for allegedly stealing her clothing brand Venom's design. So what has gone down? Well, M Davies has been receiving an influx of DMs from her followers, sending her photos of a dress at Valley Girl, and the pattern looks near identical to a dress from her collection. So she shared a video in TikTok blasting the fast fashion brand and showing the two dresses side by side. And the print is pretty much exactly the same. And oh, I it, was shocked when I saw it. They even put the brand name on it, know, Venom. How, like, hell, like, how do they do that? I mean, I, we've spoken a few times about how there is a loophole and basically if you haven't trademarked your brand, other people can just steal it and literally do this. Like, this is mm. not illegal for Valley Girl yeah. to do. Well, M said understandably that she was completely heartbroken and that the design took 12 months to develop and the pattern is very distinct it has cherries post stamps and what looks like casino chips on it and as you guys said it even has the word venom on it you think they would have put in valley valley girl or something (laughs) here's what m said about it like my brand name is in your stores across australia you could have at least taken out my brand name right your brand is valley girl not Venom. So M has confirmed that there is nothing that she can do legally because the design was not trademarked. And she also said there is no way that the manufacturers have reproduced the fabric because it is slightly different. She said they've bought her dress and then just ripped it off. I mean, this isn't something new that we've seen, but I think on this scale of replicating the material so closely that has her brand name on it is pretty shocking. And you know, while Valley Girl hasn't done anything legally wrong, morally it does seem very wrong to do this. How do you guys feel, though, that this is a fast fashion brand that is ripping off really a small business? Like She is an influencer. However, this is a small business that she runs. Yeah, I think it's pretty disgusting. As Kate said, even though it's not illegal, I think morally it's very wrong. And I just think, how do they expect to get away with it? Well, they can get away with it because it's not illegal. No, but has in the sense of that she wouldn't call them out and it would be yeah. bad publicity has for them. Has it kind of played into Valley Girl's hands? Because the people are going to go, oh, I can I actually, actually like get that, that well, dress for cheaper. Yeah, I think Valley- M's version of it was $125. I went to look at Valley Girl's website, which is a piece of shit. I couldn't even find the dress on <laughs> it. Probably back in 2008 yeah. when that was yeah, a I, thing. I forgot it even existed, Valley Girl. Well, do you know what was super awkward? 
So Em initially got her wires crossed and she originally did a TikTok video slamming Ali Fashion because oh, no. multiple followers sent in DMs saying, Ali Fashion has copied your design. Oh. So she did use this video to apologize to Ali Fashion and she said it was her fault and she should have done her research, but she was so upset and frustrated in the moment and she said she is going to learn from it. Mm, poor Ali Fashion. Well, I think that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. It was recorded on the traditional land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay respect to elders past and present. And if you did enjoy the podcast, we'd love if you haven't already to go and leave us a review. And please don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. You can also join in on all the conversation in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And please wish me luck that everything gets organized for my engagement party. Hopefully I'll be putting up a reel next week to show everyone. Share some snaps (laughs) on Instagram. 